Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live, and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here is your host. It's Keeping It Teal again, and today we have Monica Taylor and Wajin Atkins from the Attorney General's Office. And this is going to be a great interview because it's it's uh, a statewide conversation. It's like what we're talking about today is applied throughout the entire state of Louisiana and so that's why it's I think it's so important for us to have a conversation with them um so Monica and Virginia why don't y'all just tell us a little bit about you yourselves and what you do for the the AG's office um I guess I'll go first (laughs) so um my name is Monica Taylor I work for Attorney General Jeff Landry and um my role is basically as a um, sexual assault special projects coordinator. And so um, I do a lot of education of law enforcement working with the judiciary community so that they understand what victims of sexual assault, domestic violence, human trafficking go through. Um, and, um, and so to help them better understand the victims, but also to help them build a better case um, and so it's, it's, you know, we have two goals whenever we're talking to them. Um, and then, you know, we also want to make sure that we're doing everything to give our law enforcement the tools to keep them safe as well as keep the community safe. Absolutely. Ian. Hello, my name is Juan Gina Atkins, and I work with Monica Taylor at the Attorney General's Office. Uh, I am the Domestic Violence Coordinator, uh, fairly new in my role, and I am loving every second of it. Uh, appreciate Attorney General uh, General Jeff Landry for uh, giving us this wonderful platform and I've met some wonderful people and uh, so happy to be working with you guys uh, Lafaso, which is awesome and um, like Monica said yes we are um, helping to train law enforcement officers uh, around the state of Louisiana helping to uh, kind of bridge that gap and give them the tools the necessary tools that they need um, to um, extra tool in their tool belt um, to help them to uh, protect us as a Louisiana citizens. And the, the education piece is just a small piece of what we do, the education of the judiciary system. <clears throat> we also do a lot of community outreach, um, making sure that we fill in some of the gaps. Um, you know, there's such great um, centers here in Louisiana that are doing such amazing work. And of course, LaFossa does amazing work. <clears throat> but as nonprofits, they can't be everywhere that they need to be. And so, we try and share those resources as well. Um, and then we also do some work with the legislature on policy, making mm-hmm. policy changes um, and things that, you know, will work um, and that need to be changed within the law. And one of the things that we focus on a lot of, and, and several people hear me say all the time, and it's a little bit of a joke, is that, you know, here in Baton Rouge, we all live in Baton Rouge, and uh, or a lot of us, 
you know, all of us on this podcast live in Baton Rouge. <clears throat> we get so insular to, oh, this will work in Baton Rouge. This will work in New Orleans. This will work in Lafayette right, or right. Shreveport. And we forget about, you know, does this work in in uh, Broussard? Does this work right. in Vidalia? Does this work yeah, in Bastrop? You know, in these smaller towns, does it work in those areas? And I think with this issue with sexual assault, you have to be so aware of that because not everybody has six hospitals 10 minutes, right. 10 minutes from them, you know? And so you have to be very aware of that. And not everybody in the state has access to a sexual assault nurse examiner. So those exactly. are all, yeah. So those are all things we have to be aware of when we're making policy. Right, right. It's true. That, that's a great <clears throat> point to make, especially with policy, because you always have to look at both sides of that coin and and be aware that it's for everybody. Right. And I'm sure you have to do, you know, you go with, you know, it helps the, it helps the most people that you can, yeah. you know, because you can't make, you can't make policy that affects every, right. you know, single yeah. aspect, but you, you try your best. Yeah. You, you make, you make some concessions, especially, and there's a difference when you're talking about laws and policy. When you're talking about laws, <clears throat> what you kind of do is make those a little bit more general and then you make policy that has some variation in it. Yeah. And so it kind of supports that. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh, well, so, so who are some people that y'all work with specifically? I mean, you kind of briefly yeah. went over that, but what are some specific, you know, yeah. some so, entities? So obviously we work with LaFasa right. and we work, <laughs> we work with um, Louisiana Coalition Against Domestic Violence. We work with human trafficking groups. Um, we work with the Chiefs of Police Association, the Sheriff's Association, the individual elected um, officials as well. Uh, we work with the District Attorneys Association, um, try and coordinate our training. We work with the sexual assault nurse examiners. So one of the things that's so different about sexual assault, you know, that some of your listeners may realize or may not realize is that this really is a crime that touches multiple areas right. of government and, and multiple areas of uh, different types of industry. So you have the judiciary, you have law enforcement, but you also have the forensic side of things and the medical side of things. So that pulls in the coroner's office, which we work with. That pulls in the sexual health nurse examiners, the hospitals. So we really do try and include everyone um, whenever we're having conversations so that everybody is on the same page. Right. And yeah. so what, when someone is assaulted and they choose to report, how does that, that's a state issue. So, because it is not the survivor that is is represented. It's the state. Right. Yeah. So under sexual assault, um, in the state of Louisiana, coroners are actually tasked with evidence collection for a sexual assault, just like they would be for a homicide. Um, not all the coroners in the state of Louisiana have the budgetary 
um, or the staff to be able to do that, or even the medical facilities. Some of the smaller rural parishes don't even have hospitals located within them. They'll have clinics, but not a full hospital. Um, so there is some issues. What has been amazing is that some of your share, your coroners who um, oversee larger parishes right. have taken it upon themselves to either apply for grants or to have special taxes or to create some kind of a coalition so that all the different, so coroners in their surrounding area all send their sexual assaults to them and then they run a sexual assault forensic program, um, which is so important because when that victim does come to the hospital, it's a very involved process to have that, that sexual assault kit done. And right. you want to be able to collect the best evidence possible because the state wants to be able to prosecute that. Right. Yeah. And and we also, I didn't mention, we also work with all the crime labs in the state as well. Oh, wow. There's yeah. so many entities that we oh, work that, with. Yeah. We, well, that was one of the things that struck me. It's like even, even knowing what you do, when you start talking about all the things, all the you know the agencies, and it just keeps piling right. up and piling mm -hmm. up. That's that's a lot of work y'all do. <laughs> I mean, that, that's really it. Is it's a lot of uh, aspects that you have to consider, and because it's all intertwined, and, right. and everybody affects each other. So, yeah, yeah, it really is. And you know, we try and and hear everybody, like make sure everybody has a say. And you know, I I say. If, if we walk out of a meeting and everybody's mad at me, then maybe I did something right. Because everybody has to learn right. how to compromise. You know, obviously, your crime lab wants X, Y, Z in a sexual, you know, whenever we do an exam. Uh -huh. Law enforcement want, you know, ABC. Yes. And nurses want, you know, JKF. Mm -hmm. right. And so you have to find a way to see where the overlap is, to see what's best for the overall case. And you really have to stay up to date on, on the forensics, on technology, yeah. on best practices throughout the country. Yeah. God, yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've created some good national partners, too. A Joyful okay. Heart, which is yes. the Mariska Hargate, Olivia right. Benson uh, from as the Law & Order, her foundation... Um, I, I know someone, so back years ago in another life, it feels like I worked for RAIN, uh, okay. Rape Abuse Incest National Network in Washington, D.C. And, um, from my work there, I have some national contacts that have been, um, really helpful and really great. Um, and the Joyful Heart Foundation does a lot of really good things. Um, and that kind of reminds me that, um... They, one of their big issues are processed uh, forensic kits. Yes. Yeah, people call them rape kits. We, we call them forensic exams. Uh, exam yes. kits, right? <laughs> yes. Um, so what, where, where are, is Louisiana on that? So Louisiana is a little bit ahead of the curve on that, and I think oh, that's good news to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Louisiana. Yeah, and yeah, I, I mean, well, Louisiana gets a bad rap so yes, many times. But, exactly, but, and behind the right, yeah, but it's good to inside. that we can have yeah y'all that and you know representing our state <laughs> and then so we're and then telling us it's good news. <laughs> yeah, it, it it is pretty good news. Um, so a couple of things. Um, 
I think that a lot of people get confused when they hear the term backlog. They don't really know what that means. Different people have a different definition right. of I that. Agree with that. Yeah. So um, sometimes there are sexual assault kits that do not get tested by police departments, but it's not because they don't want to or they can't or they can't afford it. It's that they have enough evidence that they don't need or there's no evidence in that kit that's going to support the case. They okay. have other evidence. And so that's some, interesting. Yeah, so there's some of those kits, right? Um, do I think that we have kits that need to be tested that haven't been? Yes, of course I do. We you always will, um, even when you get rid of them. Um, in 2005, the federal government passed a um, DNA Backlog Elimination Act that has been reauthorized several times. That piece of legislation, multiple crime labs in the state did apply for money and really reduced their backlogs. And so that was a huge thing for Louisiana. The other thing that happened in Louisiana is that... Um, we had a serial killer here, Derek Todd Lee, right. who was a sexual predator and a serial killer. Um, they had his DNA, but there were no hits in CODIS in the database on them okay. from some of the murders. Well, he had previously been um, arrested on a nonviolent sexual charge. So I think it was peeping Tom or public indecency. And so if his DNA would have been collected then they probably it would law enforcement may have been able to catch him sooner because they'd have gotten a hit. So there are a couple of laws that we passed in Louisiana. One all kids that have an unknown suspect. Okay. Which is, you know, as as you know, most assaults are perpetrated by someone you know. Right, right. But all kids that have an unknown suspect, so somebody breaks into your house and sexually assaults you, those kids must be sent to the crime lab within a certain number of days. And I can't recall what that is right off the top of my head, but that has right. to be tested. The other thing that we do in Louisiana is we have um, a whole list of crimes that when you are arrested, oh, they're called the arrestee laws, when you are arrested, you are supposed to be swabbed. And that is also put in the database. Oh, wow. And so in a case like Derek Todd Lee, his previous crimes would have qualified him to be put in the database. So when some of that early DNA would have come back in, then it would have... You, we would have had it, had a hit okay. and know that he was he was a possible suspect, um, and so it's uh, it's a great tool. It's Louisiana has some of the best arrestee laws in the state. Um, I think, and uh, I'd have to look at the law to make sure, but I'm pretty sure it's all felonies and some misdemeanors. Okay. Um, so yes, yeah. you know, but that's interesting to know because. Even though that was a horrific situation, right. we did learn from that. And so we made things better because of that. Right. And and we do. We, um, you know, a lot of laws are like that. Not just that, but um, Gwyn's Law, which is a domestic violence law that um, denies bail. That came from, it's named after a woman. Her name was Gwyn. She lived in Shreveport. And uh, her husband was abusive. And... Um, he uh, got out of jail and went and got his gun and went home and killed her oh when he made as soon as he made bail, and so that law was 
pass, the law enforcement and um, the victim can petition the court to deny bail. Okay. For the safety oh, of the victim. Yeah. yeah. Um, so a lot of times that happens whenever you're legislating. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of our drunk driving laws come from that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I saw, I was recently, uh, I was reading an article about a girl who was uh, raped. And she went, uh, she had a, a forensic exam within, it was a different state. It was like 72 hours. It was within that period, I believe. But anyway, so... But then her her case went cold. Mm -hmm. they, they they decided not to prosecute. But then twenty three years later, she she decided that she wanted her to sue that, um, and because she had gone ahead and had that exam, the state was able to find him and prosecute. Um, how does that look in Louisiana? What do you are you familiar with how that would work or so, no? Yeah, so so there's a couple of things there, right? So in different jurisdictions, what happens with a unreported sexual assault kid, yeah. um, the the forensic material varies. Um, so here in Baton Rouge, it is stored at the coroner's office. Um, the, they have the right legally to, after one year of non-report, to destroy that kid okay. if they want. Um, but I think that they have made a decision to keep it longer. Now, you, the, uh, depending on what the crime was, the, the actual, you know, rape, first degree, sec, you know, sure. those uh, battery, sexual battery, right. whatever it was. So um, for a first degree rape, it's, um, there's a 30 year statute of limitations. Wow. So we have some of the longest statute of limitations that's, in the country. Oh, wow. That's yeah. great to hear. Yeah. So, I did not realize it was 30 years. Right. So, so that can, you know, people can, can come back. Obviously the further away you get from it, you know, and the problem is, um, like, if you watch Joyful Heart, has a documentary about the backlog. Right. And some of the problems with it is that some of these police departments, and, and through no fault of their own, I mean, they're trying to do the best with the budgets that they have. They had old warehouses where they were storing evidence, and they, you know, the roof caved in, and kits are destroyed. And, um, you know, and, and at the time, we were taking... Um, vaginal wash uh, in kits and so you have saline solution and then that oh breaks and leaks and you know so there's a lot of stuff there so I that's that a, you don't realize are involved in right that. so that's pretty amazing that yeah. 23 years later her kit was still in a yeah. in a in a condition <laughs> that could be tested right. yeah and really yeah and I've heard that DNA, uh, if it's not correctly stored, stored then yeah. it's not even right. permissible mm -hmm. in, in some states. Right. So. And, you know, in, um, I mean, just to talk about that in New Orleans, right? We lost a lot of sexual assault kids during Katrina. Right. Because where the evidence room was, it flooded and a lot of untested kids were destroyed. Right. Um, because of that. Um, so, I mean, New Orleans since then has done a great job of keeping up with um, the testing of their kids. Well, that's you know, another, you know, out of tragedy. Comes, yes. Again, once again, it yeah. seems to be <laughs> the, theme. <laughs> the theme, right? 
So what are some other things that y'all are, are doing? I know that we're That's the great things that we're doing. Um, we are um, going around the state, and okay. we are training law enforcement officers. This um, grant year, we've uh, been charged with the task of doing uh, 12 regional wonderful trainings, and uh, we're doing also a statewide training that's going to be coming up here in uh, March of 2020. We're excited about that. Uh, and we're going to have some exciting things coming for law enforcement detectives um, in that training. Um, and uh, I believe that as we're um, going out doing these trainings, we're learning more from law enforcement officers of what their needs are um, and trying to uh, get them the tools that, that they need and help in any way that we can um, from our office um, to help to get that training to them. That's, yeah. that's great to know because, I mean, if you don't have that communication right. back and forth, then it's all moot, everything yep, that yeah. you do. Yeah. And the regional trainings that we're doing right now are for patrol officers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, because what we try and make them understand is that, and a lot of times they are first on the scene, and they right. may be first on the scene and may not even know it's a sexual assault when they get the call. Right. Right. And so um, we need them to understand the neurobiology of the victim uh, so that because however they react to the victim can mean whether the victim is going to move forward or not and so and i'm sure that really stress that to domestic violence yes. as well. sexual yes. assault Yes. yes, human trafficking human trafficking yes. right yeah. the whole nine yards yeah. so it's very important yeah and that's that's another group that we work with. <laughs> I keep forgetting we do a whole bunch of stuff with human trafficking, but we did this amazing conference on one Gina's grant last year mm-hmm. um, with uh, a group out of Colorado called Truckers Against Trafficking, and they work within the trucking industry to educate truck drivers on how to help stop human trafficking. Uh, you know yeah. that reminds me. I did. Uh, I worked with the Louisiana um, Oil and uh, Convenience Store uh, uh, organization for a while, and I read, I was doing their newsletter, and I read that, um, like, Louisiana and Livingston Parish at the time, I don't know, this has been many years ago, but it was a big hot spot. Yes. human trafficking and it was it was truck stops right mm-hmm. yeah so that that's so cool to hear that, that yeah something you know yeah. it was a really good conference um they're they're an amazing group i invite people to go online and look them up and look at the work they're doing and i know that in 2020 they're doing another conference with the Bossier Parish Sheriff's Department in okay. Street and up in Bossier City, um, they're doing another little training up there um, for you know. And so we invited law enforcement. They invited um, truck stop owners and trucking industry folks and stuff. And so it was really good. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I mean, and I, I know that Louisiana is like the highway for you know right. pretty much every. Every transport. Yes, exactly. <laughs> if you want some, something somewhere, it's either, you know, I-10 or Mississippi River. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Scary but true. Yeah. <laughs> that is very true. And so, um, 
so the convention that you were mentioning that's going to be coming up in in uh, March of in um, March yes March of 2020 uh, March 2nd through the 4th and okay. it's going to be in New Orleans Louisiana uh, we're definitely going to invite detectives but um, we also open it up to our advocates as well if you guys want to come and join us it's going to be great uh, it's going to be a three-day conference um, first day is going to be a half day Second day is going to be a full day of intense training. Uh, we're going to do report writing, um, touch and strangulation, neurobiology of trauma. Um, and the second day, third day, we're going to wrap up um, with some resiliency and kind of self-care and all that good stuff. So I'm excited about yeah. that. And, and that, oh, sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Uh, Justin Borkman Consulting um, yeah. firm is going to come in and help us uh, facilitate that training. So I'm super, no. super excited about that. And Justin, if, if you recall, if you've been listening to us, he's, we've got some podcasts with him that I encourage you to, to listen if you have not uh, not heard them. So, Or if we, we may have not published them by <laughs> we, we pre-record everything and then kind of push it, you know, when, when publish it when it's uh, when we can get everything edited. So, yeah. um, and the training is going to be really good. We're um, changing. We're trying to change the way we're talking to law enforcement a little bit. Okay. Um, and and I talk about it is meeting law enforcement where they are. Right. And I think as, as, as an advocate myself, um, and not a law not a law enforcement agent, I feel like for a long time in the advocacy community we tried to talk to law enforcement and get them to meet us where we are. Right. And so it's really about changing the way we communicate as advocates to law enforcement so that they actually hear us and understand um, what we're saying. And we've had really amazing response from law enforcement. They want the training. They want the knowledge. Um, it just has to be given to them in, um, in a way that's not um, saying that they've done anything wrong. Sure. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants it. People that are in law enforcement are doing it because they want to help people. Right. For the most part. Right. right. Um, you have the one right. or two here and that's, there. That's, I mean, everything. I think that's, yes. Yeah, that's yes. the general population. And that's in all. Right? That's yeah. in everything. And I think, yeah. you know, we, uh, like we have these conversations and we open up um, and just um, meet each other where we are. We can kind of bridge those gaps. You know, right. it's all about that, that goal. It's all about helping that victim. Exactly. And if we can come together, come to the table, and um, have these conversations, you know, I think we can all do great things. So. That's so important. Too. Yeah. And yeah. I will tell you, and on our regional trainings, um, we have not, the 12 locations that we're doing them are all um, mostly smaller towns, so no major metropolitan areas. So, you know, everybody goes, um, you know, to Shreveport to do a training, to Monroe right, to do right. a training, to Alexandria, and it's, it's, oh, we're doing regional trainings. Um, but that can be so difficult for people in, you know, DeSoto Parish to right. come to or whatever. And so we have been going to a lot of smaller locations. We've been to 
Winsboro and Mansfield and Bayou K or Big K, Big Bastro. I mean, just, you know, (laughs) all over the place. Livonia. Instead of doing Baton Rouge, Mm -hmm. we did Livonia. Um, And so we're really trying, because those are the police departments that are smaller. They don't have the resources and the training academies like some of the larger um, departments have. Sure. And I I mean, I love hearing that that the AG's office hears what's going out there and wants to make changes and wants to make things better. Yeah. Because, you know, regardless of what's going on, it, you know, in your life, you want to know that somebody's got your back. Right. right. And that's one thing. Um, so this attorney general, uh, Jeff Landry, he, um, you know, I was hired to specifically do work on sexual assault um and it's it's grown into some other things but that was the original um he knew about my background working for rain lobbying for them and so he wanted to make sure that it was something that was being addressed within the office um and i think in as he's just won re-election and going into his second term I think that we're we may even ramp up a little bit some of the stuff that we're doing to try and really make sure that the judiciary system is at the the head of it that they're really on point they know everything that's going on what are the best practices nationwide and that we have some of the the best results when it comes to sexual assault and domestic violence sounds I mean it sounds like um, progress yes. <laughs> I mean it really you know I mean I can't describe it any other way yeah, yeah. I think we've made some good progress yes. and we've got some good advocates and we've got some great um, folks uh, up at the legislature with both elected officials and people who are in the sexual assault community yeah. um, who you know work for different centers uh, star or different centers throughout the state um, who come to the capitol and spend a lot of time and make sure that laws and policies are where they need to be yeah yeah and um yeah you know mentioning that the uh sexual assault oversight commission yes <laughs> i'm like I, I, we yeah, were talking like, about that earlier and i'm like what is it yeah <laughs> so um so uh a couple of years ago, we passed uh, legislation that created a sexual assault oversight commission. And basically, we have 14, 15 members of the commission, I think. And so it really touches on all areas that touch it. So we have Louisiana Department of Health, hospitals, all the groups that I've previously named. I'm not going to go through yeah, them all are. again. But um, I, will, I will say this. So La Fossa has actually two um, people on the board. Um, it was important for uh, Raphael, the executive director of La Fossa, that they have someone who represents the centers as, as a whole, as right. an organization, and also someone whose primary goal is to represent the victims. Right. And so um, so we have that. Raphael serves and Amanda Tonikoff from New Orleans, uh, from the Family Justice Center. Um, and so they've been big advocates. We're going to, we're trying to go to a statewide sexual assault kit. So it's the same kit statewide. Uh, yeah, and that makes sense. <laughs> yes. We're trying to find funding for the state to actually pay for the kits because they do not 
Um, we're trying to make policy and protocol um, instead of each hospital region, which there's nine of in the state, have one general with, you know, some different things for each of the regions in there to accommodate the smaller regions. Um, so we're working on that. We're close to getting that done. Um, we have a kit that everybody's agreed on. We're looking for some funding for that right now yeah. and a home for that. And so we've made is, some progress. I was going to say, and, and it seems to be relatively quick, too. You know, it okay, it, it's as it, far as you know, I mean, <laughs> look, it, well, anything that has to do with government or legislation or whatever is slow moving. So, I will say this it, <laughs> it, you know, it's sort of like an iceberg, right? You just see the top of it right. and the little bit that's on top, but there's a whole lot underneath. So, you know, it seems quick because it's only like two years since the law right, passed, right. and you're like, oh my god, you made all this progress. But there are people who, even you know, before I came on the scene four years ago locally i mean there are people who have been working on this um morgan lamandre from star joni bracada who used to be with state police miles robichaud at state police i mean these are some people who have been working on this issue olivia jones tammy vincent i hope i didn't leave anybody out but these are all people who have been trying to get a statewide kit for years and years right. and years you know so this it looks like it happened yeah. really fast but this is probably Probably 10, 15 years in the making. Right. Well, yeah. you know, but that's, I mean, you know what? The, the overnight successes are not overnight, right? They are not. <laughs> Nobody ever sees all of the, yeah, all the failures and the hard work underneath yeah. it. Yeah, so. But the, yeah. But the resiliency is there yeah. and nobody quit. Yeah. So that's something to be said. Yeah, and it's, you know, it really is about providing the best system for the victims. Well, um, yeah. you know, I, we're, we're kind of getting close to the end, you know, of our time. Is there anything else that we've left out that y'all want to talk about? Um, I don't think so. I mean, we appreciate the support and the help that we get from LaFossa um, at the Attorney General's office. The work that LaFossa is doing is amazing, as well as all of the different rape crisis centers in the state. Those, you know, it's it's. I, I say I've got the easiest part of the job because I just have to train cops and, <laughs> and the criminal justice system. Y'all actually have to deal with the victims. And so, you know, that's the toughest part. Um, and, uh, and, and I'll just caution people that the, our judiciary system in this country is not perfect. Right. And um, so it's hard when you go through it and you don't get the outcome that you want. Um, but it's still worth it because it's going to make it a little bit easier for the next person. So, you know, if anybody is victim of a sexual assault and, and they had a bad experience with the criminal justice system, just know that that has changed it for someone else. Um, and to keep working to get your own kind of closure, your own kind of... Um, headspace so that you can go from being a victim to a survivor oh, that's a great message monica i appreciate that perspective it's true you it know. Is. yeah yeah and and i have to say y'all are two of the best people that i always look forward to an email from what you know or monica <laughs> it's always a good time always always 
Well, thank y'all so much. Yeah, and absolutely. you've shed so much light, and I think that it's very, it's been a very, you know, enlightening conversation, and we appreciate your time. Well, thank you. We appreciate Thanks. having us. It was great.